0: Welcome everyone to Eureka Thinker Talk, where we chat with thinkers who are turning ideas into reality. This show is powered by Baron Fig, a company making tools for thinkers. I'm your host, Mark Champagne, and today I'm here with Frank Bach, lead designer at Headspace. Frank, thanks for joining Thinker Talk. It's a pleasure to have you,
1: man. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, Mark. And your lovely baby. We've got to introduce the second guest. Yeah, we got Cove with us. She's she's strapped to me here in her uh, her happy place. We got the milk bottle in one hand, the AirPods on. I'm Life standing, is good, right? Standing at the kitchen counter, it's great. We are blessed. It's, I, I can't complain. It's, I wouldn't want it any other way. Exactly. Well, welcome yeah. Cove. Welcome Frank.
0: Um, first question for you. I, I would just love to know. and This might be a really simplistic question, but lead designer at Headspace. What what does that mean? What does that entail?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, you could go into like the kind of the, the leveling aspect of, you know, how, how teams structure their, their design and product teams, but that that'll bore you to death. But the, uh, the other part, I guess lead designer is you're, you're in charge, you know, you are leading initiatives. You are, uh, when we're talking about single features that teams are working on, you're the person, you're the main point of contact for that to represent the design team. You are also you're you're responsible for it, so you have you know there's that that accountability that you know are we is it being delivered on time is it meeting the the metrics and the goals that we've set, Um, and then also there's a responsibility broader than that of like the end to end app experience of using the Headspace app. That's you know that that's the piece that. Um, I, I I don't like to say okay. that like, I own. I guess I own that. <laughs> that's people rely on me to make sure that is it's happening. Best, right? Yeah, the best it can be. Yeah.
0: So how does that? That's interesting. How does that? How does that work? Like, how many? How many lead designers are on the team? Or, or is it all broken down by certain sections of the app or or areas um, of the business?
1: Yeah, there's senior designers on different uh, sort of squad teams. So oh you might gosh. have a senior designer on a monetization team, senior designer on an accessibility team, um, somebody on a, um, what would you say, like life cycle team, like a, like a yeah. life cycle marketing team. And um, I guess they are like senior designers and I would be the lead on, you know, I wouldn't be diving into every project, but should right. be like two at a time, two per quarter. Um, then there's another uh, another side of it where I've, On purpose, decided not to go into management, so I'm I'm not um, responsible for people's careers and their growth. (laughs) You like that? (laughs) I really, really like it. Uh, You know, thankfully, we have a structure where you don't have to be a manager to grow in your career. You can grow in, you know, if you're really good at your craft, you really like to to lead teams in that way. um, You can do that. And there's also another another track where we've got um, people management as a skill. So we've got another lead designer who is, uh, responsible for, um, you know, for the for hiring, for, okay. for people's growth, that kind of thing. Gotcha. But yeah, I, I, tend to go more mentorship than management. You know, I think that's, that's a strength of mine and, yeah. uh, I'm just leaning right into it. But over the years, I feel like I've been able to, uh, kind of make the role make sense for me, which is yeah, uh, that's you know, awesome. really a, a luxury in, in the workplace.
0: Well, I was going to ask you, I mean, what, you know, what, what excites you about your work and, and, you know, being your current role. I mean, you've been at Headspace for how long now? It's been quite some time, five years. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Yeah. What excites me is um, we get constant feedback all the time of like, you know, this app, like really helped me in a crisis situation or it's, you know, helped me with my relationships or really basic stuff. Like I got a good night's sleep, you know, the app does a lot more than just meditation these days. So that stuff's really cool. Recently, we've been getting into music, so having partnerships with, uh, you know, with artists such as like Madlib or some work we've been doing with Arcade Fire. Like that's just, you know, just like the musician in me is like, that's so cool. This is you know, cool, like, yeah. It's really, we're like, are we, you know, it, it makes the definition of like, what is Headspace a little fuzzy sometimes because you're like, well, are we like, are we like a record label? No, yeah. like, what are, you know, but I think it, it's still helping people get to those like health outcomes they're looking for they want to learn to meditate, want to sleep better, want to be, feel more focused, more productive. Um, so I think whatever is helping people get, you know, from A to B, Yeah. Um, hope, hopefully bigger pictures, um, adapt to more like mindful living lifestyle. Yeah. Um, but you gotta, you gotta meet people where they're at. And sometimes, you know, just sometimes it's music. Sometimes it's just help with a nice sleep. Sure. And, uh, I'm really excited by that. And just personally, I've realized now, I absolutely love working on, um, consumer products like I, I really like having working on something that i can talk uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. i absolutely love working on something that i can talk to you about and you know what i'm talking about it makes yeah. life more interesting <laughs> it's like you know if we were talking about um some like dashboard for a b2b sales platform like it would be a much less fun conversation for both yeah of us. totally so that's- just that's a selfish selfishly that I, I i really get excited by that stuff but yeah um, headspace in particular it just fit, it it also fits the kind of life i'm trying to build sure
0: and what's just from a process standpoint for you personally like when when there's a new project and and maybe this is you know you can mix in an answer from your your current role or some of your past roles as well. I mean, what I'm trying to get at is is, is try to understand your thought process when let's say a new feature or a new project or whatever you're working on comes down the pipe with headspace. Yeah. What do you do first?
1: Um, I would first ask like why why are we doing this what's the what's motivating this? Mm. Um, you know is there an actual like user or member problem that we're trying to solve? Okay, that's that's kind of like, uh, something a lot of people overlook. They, uh, they tend to like maybe approach something and trying to just implement a cool technology or something. is actually yeah. not solving a problem for anybody. Um, then I would say, uh, what have we done in the past that is similar to this? Okay. What have we, what have we learned from that? Do we have anything we can pull from? Cause oftentimes, um, there's shades and similarities of things we've done in the past or Uh, what's, what's the competitive landscape look like? Like, what are, what are others doing in this space? Um, sure. And also like outside of the competition, um, you know, what can we learn from the best in class companies that are doing something kind of like this? Um, and you know, then, then start to get into the, the execution aspect of it, you know, start to interview some members, start to, um, Tease out some concepts internally, maybe some, some prototypes that we can, we can look and click and feel and start to see like, does that feel right? Does that feel like headspace? Does it feel like we're, we're solving the right problem and share, share as much as possible. Um, not a big fan of designing it perfectly and then, uh, revealing it. I really like to kind of like do it in steps, do it in, in little levels, you know, like share it along the way, bring people on for the, for the ride. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, there's, there's a few ways you could tackle it. You could do like a, a full week design sprint, which is obviously very involved. Um, but there's other like more lightweight ways you could, you could approach a project like that sort of, uh, there's yeah. design exercises like crazy eights. If you Google that, see what that is. It's a, sure. good way to, a good way to get sketching and moving pretty quickly. Um, yeah, that was going to be my next question. Cause it seems like, you know,
0: the, the first part is obviously gathering data or yeah. insights from various sources um yeah. then I'm, I'm just wondering like your creative mind and your design mind how do you flip that switch or like where do you yeah. you know where do you continually draw inspiration things like that right like where, you know no, everyone's different obviously i i i realize that um mm-hmm. but i'd love to just try to get a whole bunch of ideas out there. So, cause then one person on right. the other side of this mic may be like, you know what? That's, that's cool. I'm going to try that. So is there anything specifically that, that works for you over the years? Just for, for ideation? Um, yeah. Like now you've gathered all of that. I mean, I think of this as almost like a mental fitness exercise as well. You've got yeah. a lot floating around in the mind and it's, yeah. it's like, okay, well how can I draw the connection points and, you know, have a clear mind to do that
1: and then start my work. Well, I would say, you know, I'm biased to, to say meditation can help you maybe a quick quick little session to kind of like, I feel like sometimes it will do both, like clear the mind and also make some connections that you maybe didn't like works pretty well for like divergent thinking. Um, I would sometimes just write things down, like whatever is on your mind, even if it doesn't feel connected to the thing you're working on, um, just writing it down and start to, you know, start to connect the dots, connect the words that can be really helpful. Um, but I'm I'm a big believer in giving a project some space as well. So if it's not yeah kind of coming to you right now at your you know, between the hours of nine and five on you know, sitting at your desk, if it's not coming to you right there, like uh, go for a walk, go for you know, you might that, that idea might pop up, you know, shower thoughts are a thing for a reason. Like they totally uh, yeah, right when you're not staring, it's like the only moment many people aren't staring at their phones. So yeah, you yeah. you gave your brain a second to to think and something brilliant might come of it. Um I think have a conversation with someone who is maybe unrelated to the project. Um yeah. see see what what they think, see how how they think about it and that might spark some new ideas.
0: That is I mean that that's one that I know has worked for me. It just it almost yeah. there's two ways. I mean, I, I, from, from my side, I feel like sometimes just actually talking it through and all of a sudden you start yeah. revealing things, right. The
1: yeah. person doesn't even say anything. You're like, I got it. You're like, stop the conversation. I think, I think I'm good. I think I, <laughs> I think <laughs> I got this now.
0: Yeah. Or to your point too, I mean, just, you know, entering dialogue and kind of, you know, mounting ideas off each other and things like that uh, yeah. it is always super helpful. But you know what, I mean, we're probably biased because, you know, we're, we're quite in the space of, of mindfulness yes. and wellness and giving, and giving ourselves time and, and space. But mm-hmm. it is encouraging to see, I feel like more and more people are accepting that as okay, because not long ago, and even today, I mean, it doesn't feel natural to do that. It doesn't feel productive, right to, to just like to get
1: to give some space
0: to it yeah yeah to yeah. say oh you know what i'm gonna just stop and and take a walk and do this Like, so well wait a second i can you know cram a podcast in or i can do this or mm-hmm. i should be answering <laughs> an email when in fact right. you know if you do give that 30 minutes or whatever it is um yeah. you know at end of the day you're, you're probably more productive and your work is is definitely or the results of your work is even better when you let that right. stuff foster right
1: yeah no, I totally agree. I think the yeah the the capitalism machine is is it's pervasive on the on the mind, body, and soul sometimes, yeah. and uh, you gotta keep it in check once in a while, you know you know that like just because you're moving doesn't mean you're being productive, and just because you're technically typing out an email does you know maybe there's time better spent actually. Uh, solving solving the problem, um, you know the busy work kind of thing. Yeah, um, totally. It's easy to fall easy to fall into that trap of just kind of keeping moving for the sake of moving. Totally.
0: Uh, I'm gonna switch gears a bit. Uh, mm. You know, this, there's probably some connection here, but I'd love to know a little bit more about your your personal project, the Sunshine Shop, which yeah. I have to say, uh, you know, we first our first interview together was what, like four or five years ago. Now it's been, it's been yeah. some time, uh, yeah. on, on, an, on another show. And, and I remember you talking about this idea. I think, I, I think <laughs> I finished the interview asking something to the fact of, uh, yeah. you know, what are you excited about or what are you thinking about? And you said something, something to the fact of, I would love to, you know, jump into, uh, clothing or some other products that really, you know, represent you and stuff like that. So, you know, this is just a bit of a fanboy moment here. It's so nice to see that, you know, from that conversation, you know, years went by, but you, you, you took it to the next level. You went from idea to reality, which is tagline for this show. So why don't you give some, um, why don't you give some context on, on what
1: sunshine shop is? Yeah. I mean, so kind of the, the way this, this came to be is, you know, I grew up playing music. I'm a half decent musician, but it's not my passion. What I really enjoyed about that experience was being a, a kind of the, the band member who could book the tours and set up the merch table. Okay. And, you know, it's, it, you'd be surprised how hard it is to find people to do that stuff in the music industry. Yeah. And, uh, you know, always, you know, that's kind of how I got into design as well, you know, so making, making the artwork and, uh, all that stuff. So, that's always been in the back of my mind and I have brought up several times, you know, no, we're not getting any younger. I'm not about to become a musician and hit the road. That's not the the path I've chosen right now. And, sure. um, but I've always had it in my mind. Like, I feel like this, this kind of, this expression is, okay, I, I, there's more that I need to uncover. I need to, that I, I have this itch to, to continue with. And ends up, it was a, it, you know, some form of a shop where I could make some, cool merch, make a few things and maybe like have some of my friends stuff on there and just create this little corner of the internet, low pressure, little environment of, um, you know, you can get some cool t-shirts and some stickers and maybe some books or something. Um, but also get making, if you look at sunshine shop, I wasn't sure if we were going to just make stuff that was sunshine brand or if it would be a shop that contained other stuff. So I wanted to keep it pretty open. So call it a shop. Um, and that's given us the, the permission to, um, have things that are not only kind of ours, not only Mm -hmm. my stuff. Um, and then just like putting it out there, put it into the world, see what happens, see what kind of people you meet along the way and what kind of attention it gets. And you know that first that first launch, the first line of apparel that we had uh you know you get you got your your friends, your family, you know, yeah, your mom orders the first the first thing, so thank you, <laughs> mom, appreciate the support, but there's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a downer moment sometimes on that launch where you're like, well, shit i hope I wish that this had gone a little better, a little bigger, but you know again, not putting a lot of pressure on the project and in the spirit of. You know, building product and making things in the world. I know that just keep going, iterate, keep building. You're going to eventually uncover some little nugget of information that changes everything, you know, as long as you keep moving. Um, yeah. But for, for sure, built it with, um, with low cost of operation in mind. Um, you know, it's very basic WooCommerce setup. There are hardly any fees. So the margins are, are half decent. Um, whereas, you know, we, we, on purpose did not go down like the Shopify route just because they take a pretty major cut of sales. With that said, I think we're at the stage now where it might make sense to go and do that, but I would encourage people to, um, take whatever the fastest path is to, to, to building something. And, um, yeah, I just, I, wasn't, I was challenging myself in a way to, can I do this without incurring any new monthly fees? You know, that was like a, <laughs> that's a great get, objective. Yeah, yeah, and then and also like, you know, get into the code a little bit and working on some CSS one day and just kind of customizing the shop to to give it you know a good look and feel. And um, yeah, now it is a kind of multi prong e commerce shop. We've got our own brand stuff on there. We've met a bunch of people along the way who started off as influencers that we would send product to to share who have then in turn, um, co-designed, uh, their own lines, their own merch, uh, anything from shirts to prints to stickers and most recently eBooks, PDFs. Yeah. So, you know, if you asked me a few years ago, would I have thought we were selling eBooks on the sunshine shop? I would have thought, I don't, that doesn't really make sense to me, but just let the thing grow organically and see where it takes you. And, um, we've been able yeah. to you know, connect with some people. And, uh, I would say, you know, enrich our lives with, you know, new friendships and new connections in a space that is totally non, uh, non-tech, non-digital product. Um, so that's, you know, that's been cool. And all the while, uh, not having a major lifestyle change, you know, cause we're, mm-hmm. we're working with, you know, print on demand suppliers and making sure that every step of the way I am not, um, I'm not going to end up with you know a hundred cardboard boxes in the garage with a bunch of product I can't sell you know so that's always top of mind is I don't want a lifestyle change I like the setup I have right now so anything new I take on I I very very um, careful that I'm not you know getting myself way too way too busy with it. yeah
0: yeah it's it, it strikes me you spend you know a good amount of time on the planning up front and to, to your point about. <laughs> you know, make, you know, setting a goal or objective of not incurring, you know, additional monthly costs. And I would imagine something similar to like your time commitment, right? That it's not going to be this massive hijack, uh, in your day. It's obviously not, you know, you're a new dad, you've got a full-time job. It's not like you have this abundance of time. Um, And hopefully it doesn't come from you skateboarding in the backyard in the, in the quarter pipe. We (laughs) we wouldn't want to, we want to lose that time. (laughs) No, no, I
1: can't, I can't cut into that time. That's, that's just, yeah. I mean, as I'm getting older, as I'm getting older, I'm wanting to, uh, wanting to reconnect with my, my youth a little bit. And, uh, skateboarding is definitely part of that and, uh, making space for that, the hobby time, you know, that's your me time. And I think, as people get older and, and, you know, have children and stuff, we can easily forget that. Yeah. And so, so that, true. I'm, I'm very intentional about it. So sticking
0: on the line of just efficiency and thinking things, you know, being productive and whatnot in, or strategic in the way you're working, what, what, what do your days look like? Or what kind of tools are, are you using, whether digital or print to, you know, organize your life essentially in your work?
1: Yeah. You know, I typically, um, I don't know if it's because I'm so, I've been so invested in it over the years, but, um, the app Wonderlist, which is now called to do that's one. To do, that yeah. Pretty much, pretty much our whole, uh, mine and my wife's whole life and, you know, everything from projects we're working on to, uh, renovations we want to do around the house to like travel plans and like everything is like in there. So there's definitely a, even if I wanted to get out of there, there's definitely a huge time sink to, uh, yeah, I have pull, a few apps like that too. Out. It's a weird feeling, yeah. right? You're like, ah, oh, I am
0: yeah. kind of <laughs> stuck here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, um, well, I think this good old Google calendar, um, has been, has been a really great, uh, really great tool for me. Um, shared calendars with different people. Um, the ability to, you know, Turn them on and turn them off. Sync with Google Cal. Sync with my work calendar. Uh, that's how we we definitely stay organized. And you know, even at home, if it's not on the calendar, it's not a it's not a plan. You know, yeah. I think there's just we got so much going on that um, I can't. We can't go around assuming that you know a day one day that you can just like. I mean, you want to leave some room for spontaneity for sure, but um, don't want to assume that you know. Your, your, your partner is totally free that day just because it's a weekend or something. So, yeah, um, yeah, so, yeah. you know, such as today. Um, it's in the family calendar that I'm going to be talking with Mark today on a podcast.
0: Yeah, <laughs> at, same uh, here. I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there, what's your mix between digital and analog? Are you using notebooks or paper for any of your like pre-software work, let's just say? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, you know, notebook, uh, just a good old, you know, good old little, little sketchbook, notebook, um, sometimes lined paper, sometimes the little dotted grid paper. That's really nice for sketching, um, just to get off the computer for a second. But I I do feel like as I'm more mature in my career that I don't get stuck that often. So I, I am tending to jump into the software a little bit more, but it is really refreshing when you, you uh, turn it off for a bit and, you know, go sit at a table without a computer and, mm-hmm. uh, just get to sketching and jotting things down. Um, it's yeah, it's something that I do. I should probably do it more, but, um, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, and I think that like, I know on my side personally, you, you know, obviously uh, my backstory with journaling and, and yeah, like Keo and the app and, and all that. And I still, uh, I still journal digitally, but I also, I mean, I'm using, I've always used barren fake notebooks, but like, mm-hmm. I think, you know, we could be, a, we can be kind to ourselves and allow ourselves the flexibility that, you know, you can do both. It, and, yeah. you know, it doesn't have to be these hard rules like, oh no, oh, yeah. I'm only, but I was like that. I was like, you know, no, I need it all logged in before Kia was, I was using an app called day one. I need everything in there, you know, uh, versus now, you know, it's in there, but it's also in notebooks and, you know, I think when you can disconnect from that storage thing or the lookup yeah. and yeah. just appreciate the actual practice, or if you're sketching, yeah. like what you're getting from that actual practice, then I don't know. I feel like a whole other little world opens
1: up. 100%. Yeah. I think just the act of writing it down sometimes, even if you're, I don't know, maybe you're in a meeting at work and somebody's talking about something. And even if you, you jot some notes down and you don't even review them later. Uh, just the act of of writing them down, I think, helps you know helps you log the idea, or helps yeah. you, uh, you know, helps you kind of uh, revisit that later, even without checking your book again.
0: For sure. Uh, last question for you, man. Sure. When it comes to your design and creative world, what do you what do you think most about these days? Like, what's got your mind? asking questions or excited about, or is there anything that you can leave us with on that front?
1: I think you talked a little bit about process earlier. Um, I, you know, and I think like, like you said, the, the, the strict process and how you, how you do it and following it the same rigid way every time has definitely been uh, a learning for me too. Of like, you don't need to approach every project the same way. Um, Sometimes starting projects can feel pretty crippling like you're you know the, the, the anxiety of, be, of beginning you know you're like, am I doing it right? I don't know yeah, you're so, like you're so right. <laughs> you can research yourself to you know to the end of time, but I think sometimes just like start now, start today, start somewhere, just you know start on a piece of paper, start in your so- start in, in, in your figma software. Uh, start by having a conversation, you know just start in some way. Yeah. And, and do your best to try to get over that initial hump of, of beginning and uh, I think it, it all starts to kind of make sense eventually you go okay I understand like how this connects to that or you know starting yeah. to, to get a little clarity on the goals uh, but for me when I'm creating new stuff thinking about new stuff um, working on on projects that currently have, it's even without being a designer at Headspace, it's like, am I creating something that is gonna have a a good impact on people um, or make people smile? Um, You know, you could. Yeah, it's a great question. Even with the shop, you know, you could make the argument that like, who needs more, who needs more merch in the world? Like that's, sure, that's that's a totally fair question to ask. But like, I have a strong hunch people are gonna continue buying stuff and so if they're going to buy stuff, why not buy uh, stuff that it, you know, has a positive message about it, stuff that has a, you know, a piece of mindfulness around it or yeah. um, leaves you feeling good and putting something positive into the world in terms of, the, in terms of messaging.
0: Well, I support that message. And uh, you know, I really want to thank you for your time coming jamming on the show. That is a wrap, everyone, today. Um, Frank, where can listeners connect with you? Yeah,
1: I think best place would be Twitter. I don't know if you have a spot you can drop the URL in, but uh, it's just just Twitter.com slash Francois underscore Bach. F R A N C O I S underscore B-A-C-H.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for listening. Links are available in the show notes, so make sure to have that in there. Remember to subscribe to Eureka if you dig what we're up to. Until next time, have a fantastic day.